Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, and you are tuned in to Calvary Live. You just heard that number where you are invited to call in to ask your questions or your prayer requests. Let me give it to you again, and I'll repeat it throughout the next hour on this program of Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. So I invite you to call in, grab one of those open lines right away, and and let's talk about the things of the Lord. So ask your questions, give your prayer requests at 303-690-3000. Welcome all of you listening today on Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado with you. Such a blessing to be able to host the show and, and to be with you, to be able to encourage you and go to the Word of God together uh, to pray with you. So give me a call. We invite you to do that. Uh, we welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the front range of Colorado and into southern Wyoming. Give me a call. You're listening live on this Tuesday, the 26th of July, as we find ourselves in the middle of summer and uh, ending another month here soon. I pray that you're doing well. I know that a lot of people are gone. They're traveling. They're uh, getting away for rest and relaxation. And I uh, pray that as you do that, that you would truly find your rest in the Lord. But I do invite you, those of you who are listening, give me a call. I'd love to talk with you. Uh, I was gone a few weeks. I was back on the air yesterday. Just had a great time talking with people. It was busy. And so I pray that the same thing uh, takes place here today. There's so much to talk about. Maybe you're hurting. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you got questions uh, from a Bible study that you'd like to get some clarity and understanding. Maybe perhaps... Uh, you just want to uh, just talk about how the Lord has blessed you and how faithful he is. So we really want to encourage you in every way, in any way that we can here on Calvary Live. So give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And the text line is another way for you to communicate to us through a dedicated text line. No one will answer that line. Um, and we just uh, use it for texting. It is a 24-7 text line for prayer. If you uh, need prayer at any time, you can send it in at the number that I'm going to give it uh, to you here at 720-336-0897. I think that's just a tremendous resource for you to put in a prayer request uh, at 24-7. And the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora will uh, be looking at those and praying for you. And also during this hour of Calvary Live, uh, we will go to the text line to answer questions or prayer requests as you use that means to communicate on the show. So we got all open lines right now. Please give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. want to welcome all those who are listening live throughout the country on Radio by Grace. You are listening live on this Tuesday afternoon in, uh, in July and uh, the 26th. And uh hope that we can hear from you. Love hearing from you guys ha who have joined the Calvary Live family 
And uh, such a tremendous blessing to talk to you from all over the country. And then those of you listening on Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio, you are a week delayed. That simply means that we get to have our conversation. And then on your radio network, uh, you get to listen to it a week later. And then those listening online, the online audience from all over the country, even international listeners, we welcome you as well. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. I was talking about as this is the time of year where we get away and uh, we go on vacation and, and school is going to be starting here in a few weeks for I know a lot of the kids that are in, that are listening in Colorado, at least. And um, as we do get away, we want to get away uh, to get away from uh, the routines, the pressures, the um, you know, the just the um, work and get rest and relaxation and see family and uh, see our great nation, whatever the case might be. And I was thinking about that in Psalm 42, that the psalmist writes, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And it reminds me of oftentimes here in Colorado, maybe many of you, you see that deer oftentimes in the countryside that goes and gets water, especially when it's hot like it is in the summertime, just desiring to to get a drink of water. Uh, and I pray that we would have a thirst like that for the living God in our souls and in our hearts. And my soul, you know, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And that's my prayer for you. So give me a call. Got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. And while we're waiting for the phone lines, because we got all open lines right now, um, just want to go to uh, the text line that there's a question, why was Moses punished for striking the rock in Numbers chapter 20? And that's a very good question because uh, Moses, interesting, was called the meekest man on the face of the earth. Kind of interesting that Moses, the author of the first five books, the human instrument that would be used of God to write those books. And in Numbers chapter 20, of course, the people were thirsty and as they were thirsty, and we're talking about, um, you know, water, and, and Jesus, of course, says that he's the living water uh, that uh, that we are to drink from. And the psalmist that I just read from, that may our souls just thirst for the living waters. But we know that Moses there, uh, as he was at Kadesh in Numbers chapter 20, that the people were thirsty. They're... they're um, thirsty, they're they're wanting a drink, and so the Lord said, Moses, speak to the rock. And Moses was frustrated, and what he did was he took his staff and he struck the rock, and um, he said, must we fetch water for you, you rebels? And the Lord uh, would say, Moses, you're not going to go into the promised land. And there was a reason for that, and there was a reason why Moses was punished for that by the Lord. And it seems like you could understand why Moses would be frustrated. I mean, he put up with these people for, this is towards the end of his 40 years of being with the people, and they were always complaining and murmuring, but this time they weren't. They were thirsty. And he misrepresented the Lord in striking that rock. When they first came into the wilderness, he struck the rock, and water came forth, and then he was to simply speak to the rock. And so the Lord said, Moses, come here, because you misrepresented me, you won't go into the promised land. 
And it's very important. There's an important lesson in that. We don't want to misrepresent the Lord. And and he struck the rock when he was told that he was to speak to the rock. But God, in his grace and his mercy, you know, snuck Moses in. I mean, the Mount of Transfiguration, you see that as he's there talking with Jesus, and he was able to overlook the promised land um, there, uh, you know, on the other side of the Jordan River. But it's important for us that that we just don't strike the rock. We don't misrepresent the Lord to the people that are wanting a drink, wanting to drink of the living waters. So that's why he was punished for that, because of that misrepresented. The Lord said, I'm not angry at the people. They're thirsty, and I told you to just simply speak, but you end up getting mad, striking the rock, and um, and so you won't go into the promised land. And we just miss out on the goodness and the promises of God when we just misrepresent. And there are some people that just represent God as being angry all the time and and uh, in that way. And uh, we are to be ones that represent him in a way that, you know, Jesus was struck once for our sins, and now we come to him to drink of the living waters. Hey, got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. That was a good question, by the way. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Angela and Fort Collins. Hi, Angela. Hey, Pastor Jeff. How are you today? I am good. You're on Calvary awesome. Live. Yes. Hey, I just wanted to call. Um, you've prayed with me a couple of times over my back issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I'm calling again because it still has not, <laughs> regardless of everything that I've done to uh, help with it, um, including hip surgery, it still is not better. So my next step is going to a neurosurgeon for consult okay. and maybe the next steps. So I just wanted to, you know, you've always been so kind in praying for me, with me. Um, I just wanted to call and, and ask for prayer. My appointment's next Thursday, but um, yeah, I, had, I had a moment to call. So if you wouldn't mind, yeah. that would be awesome. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I'd love to do that. And I think last time, Angela, you prayed, you were having a hard time getting an appointment. On, and yeah. Moving forward wow, and, good yeah. memory. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, it was just, it was very frustrating, and this time around, it's just more of a not fear because I know it's in God's hands. It's just you know mm-hmm. I went through hip surgery, trusting the doctors and what they said, and unfortunately, it didn't do anything for my back. And so now it's just well, what if they you know say surgery is going to fix me, and I go through all of that, and then I'm still in the same shape that I'm at? Then what you know? Yeah. So it's just a little well, reservation, but you know, just that anxiety yeah. that's not really full-throttle anxiety like the last time I talked to you. It's just I have more of a piece yeah. about it this time, but I still want to be wise in my questions when I go and talk to the doctor and, um, yeah. you know, have, just to have an answer. And, you know, praise God, yeah. I'm still upright and I'm still able to move and all Good. these things. And my mom always says, count your, count your blessings and silver linings. It's like, okay, yes. <laughs> but Absolutely. like I said, you've always yeah. just been so kind to pray for me and pray with me. Absolutely. So I just... Thought I'd give you a call and ask. <laughs> I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you did, Angela. And, and Lord, you do care about every every one of us, your adopted sons and daughters. And Angela's one of them. And she got some appointments that she you answered her. But Lord, um, there's still a a journey that she's been on, and part of that journey is seeing a neurosurgeon. And so, Lord, I pray that um, things would be explained to her clearly. And Lord, that um, you give her peace during this time, uh, knowing that you are with her. 
that you would uh, just guide her in decisions that she needs to make. And if she does have surgery, that she would move forward in that in a way that knowing that you're with her, that you'd bring healing to her. Um, Lord, it's it's uh, been just a difficult time physically for her, and then it wears on us emotionally and and uh, even spiritually. And I just pray that she would not only just trust in you, but rest in you. And Lord, um, as Angela talks about counting our blessings, that your word says that we are to give our prayers and supplication with thanksgiving. And as we do that, the peace of God that passes understanding will guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And that certainly, I pray, would take place as she's thankful, she's upright, Lord. Um, but Lord, um, we are invited to lift her up to you, and we do that right now for you to touch, give understanding as she talks to the neurosurgeon, for you to bring healing, for you to work and show yourself strong on her behalf. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I will let you know how it goes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, um, I will keep Thank praying. You. Okay, okay, absolutely. Yes, and welcome back, by the way. Thank good you. To hear your it's voice. good to be back. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Well, enjoy your day, and thank you again. Thank you, Angela. You know, he he cares about everything, and so if maybe you got prayer, give me a call, 303-690-3000. I believe we got all open lines right now. Text line 720-336-0897. And uh, one of the things that uh, happens when we go through this, and I talked to a few people yesterday that were feeling anxious about things, and we all can feel anxious about whether it's surgery or things coming up, or things that we are facing. Um, and I think that a verse there in Philippians is a very important verse for us to remember. Uh, as Paul was in a situation where he was chained to a Roman guard, not knowing whether he was going to be executed or not. And he, he just gives that encouragement of be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So um, it's a very important uh, promise that God gives to us that as we trust in him and as we go to him with thanksgiving and as we just give thanks that we belong to him and he loves us and his promises are true for us, that we can um, have that peace that passes understanding and that's the work that he desires to do in our lives. So give me a call. We've got all open lines right now. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, back with you. Good to be back with you after being gone for a couple weeks. And I'd love to talk with you and answer your questions and to just be an encouragement to you any way that I can and to to pray with you if you need prayer. And um, so give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go to the text line, and we do... um, I have a text and somebody uh, who needs uh, prayer. And I'm going to just look at it very quickly. Um, Just, Lord, as we pray for this one uh, that is wanting to get more into the Word and uh, is feeling and sensing your conviction, and we know it's always to bring them to you. It's not to condemn and push them away from you, but... Um, to to just uh, bring them to you and drawing them close and instructing them. And Lord, I just pray with the family situation that you would just help them uh, be in fellowship, um, 
to be in a place where they can be encouraged, be with church family, and um, and Lord, I just pray that you would guide and direct. Um, so I just pray that you would uh, just help this individual. Um, and um, as we do pray, and and this one is is um, asking about fasting. That fasting is just denying the physical to focus on the spiritual. And even as we see it with Daniel, who fasted and prayed, uh, they go together. But Lord, speak to this one uh, who is texting. I pray that you would work and help them and guide them in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. 303-690-3000. I know you're out there. We got all open lines out there. So maybe you've been wanting to call Give me a call here on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And text line 720-336-0897. Um, as I was reading that text message, it was fairly lengthy. Um, so um, just kind of going through it and trying to do the best that I can in uh, those prayer requests and, and uh, concerns that as you text in. But the Lord knows, and he knows every detail. But as we pray and do fast, and there can be a lot of questions about fasting that we see in Daniel, and we're going through the book of Daniel on Sunday morning, he prayed and fast. And it was just a time of him to uh, deny the physical. It was, in chapter uh, 10, we see it was a partial fast for three weeks. He was seeking the Lord and um, it may take on a partial fast as you fast. It may be a day. It may be a meal. It may be, you know, I think that even I encourage people when we talk about fasting, fasting from social media, fasting from all the stimulants that are around us that bombard us continually just to get away from those things so we can focus on the spiritual so we can clearly hear from the Lord. And I want to encourage you that it's so important that that we have our devotions. And, and I, we are in chapter 9 of Daniel on Sunday, and Daniel set his face to prayer. He's at the end of his life. The 70 years of captivity are about over. He's fasting during that time as well. And as we do fast and, and pray, um, he, all of that was born out of reading the Scriptures. So reading the Scriptures, praying to the Lord, having our devotions times, I just want to encourage you, because I know that most of you, you know this, um, but as um, you do um, just seek the Lord in reading the Word, oftentimes prayer will come out of that, and he's prompted to pray because uh, he's reading about how the 70 years of captivity are just about over from Jeremiah, and then just seeking the Lord and knowing that the Lord desires for us to come to him, and that's what makes our growth uh, in the Lord and our devotion to the Lord just grow in maturity in our Christian walk is seeking the scriptures, seeking him, desiring to hear from him, and he desires to do that work. And and to have our hearts be still stirred towards the Lord all the days of our life. We don't want to grow dull or cold or, you know, apathetic or lazy or lethargic towards the Lord, but it's born out of as we continue to grow and be excited about the things of the Lord, out of the Word of God and out of devotion to God, uh, have your devotions every day. Be praying, uh, be seeking the Lord, because he wants to speak to us such wonderful things and and guide us and direct us in all things. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Arlene in Alabama. Arlene? Hi. 
How um, are you? Yes, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm blessed. Thank you. I was mm-hmm. reading the, the account of the centurion, mm-hmm. uh, Roman centurion, that wanted Jesus to heal his sick servant. And uh-huh. it says that in Luke, the seventh chapter, that uh, the centurion sent the Jewish elders to inquire of Jesus to come and heal the servant. In the book of Matthew, the eighth chapter, it says that the centurion himself went and asked Jesus to come. So I just needed a clarification, which... Uh, which yeah, it's... Which. You know, Arlene, it's a good observation that you made, uh, because it seems like there's two different accounts. There's the, the... Did the centurion come, or was it the Jewish elders? But right. back in those days... Um, if you sent a delegation, which it seems to indicate that this centurion did, it was like you went. Um, so they represented him. So I think that uh, the one account in Matthew um, is um, showing, let's see, in Luke's gospel, it says um, that in chapter 7, it is, yes. um, that it was the centurion that came? It was yeah, the elders. Cent- he sent the, the elders, elders in Matthew that says the centurion went himself. Yeah. So in Matthew, in writing that, you know, and Matthew was writing to a Jewish audience, you know, if a delegation went, it was just as if he went. And I think that the centurion was showing extra, you know, respect to Jesus because the centurion, uh, he was good. We know that he was good to the people of Israel. He sends the elders. He had built them a synagogue. So it was just as if the centurion went. So that's kind of how we reconcile that. And um, the delegation coming on perhaps kind of like a proxy. It would be that that was taking place. And then uh, and then we see the other um, uh, Matthew records it as the centurion. Uh, and Luke says, as he gives, because Luke was Gentile, he, was, he gives further detail. He says it was actually the delegation that came to him. So that's what we're thinking on that one. Okay. Um, Matthew, being a Jew, would give a different, uh, kind of a different account, is what you're saying? Well, possibility, yeah, because he writes his gospel to show that Jesus is the King of Kings to the Jewish audience. It doesn't mean that you can't read, you know, Matthew. Um, Luke was a Gentile to show that Jesus was the perfect man. So he, he wrote to the Gentile um, audience as well. So that was the main emphasis. But Matthew is just sh- showing the, you know, um, the, you know, that the delegation would come as a proxy, just as if the centurion came. So that's what scholars believe was taking place. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for your explanation. Yeah, and, you know, it's really incredible, you know, Arlene, as you read the scriptures, Jesus marveled at his faith. You remember that? Yes. There was two times that Jesus marveled at somebody's faith. It was the centurion, and then the other time was a Gentile woman up in Tyre and Sidon, a, a woman who came and pleaded to Jesus because her daughter was, you know, vexed with this demon. So he marveled at the faith of two individuals in, in the Gospels, and both of them were not from the house of Israel. They were Gentiles. And, I, and, and that's amazing. That's quite an amazing thing, because 
They didn't have the scriptures. They didn't have the prophecies. They didn't know the covenants. Um, and, and yet they had that faith that made Jesus marvel. And when you read, I believe it is in Luke's gospel as well, uh, the woman up at Tyre and Sidon that, that came to Jesus and pleaded, he, you know, he kept drawing her out to where he marveled at her faith as well. So I find that interesting in those two individuals that Jesus marveled at their faith. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Arlene. I appreciate it. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Got a couple open lines. Love to talk with you. Uh, Love to be able to um, just... uh, you know, do my best in explaining the scriptures as, uh, I love it. Like when Arlene calls, she's reading the scriptures, she's observing these things and, um, and there's answers for those. And, and we'd love to answer those questions any way that we can. But give me a call. We got an open line. Let's go to Ian and Greeley. Hi, Ian. Hi, Pastor, Hi, Pastor Jeff. How you doing? Good. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I had a question about John fifteen sixteen and and a couple other verses that talk about God choosing us, um, and, yes. and that um, says you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. And then in Ephesians, it has it has some other things about being predestined. Um, and I was wondering about how do we understand these verses if we believe that we have the free will to to choose Jesus as our Savior. Well, you're asking a good question. You're asking a question that oftentimes gets debated among Christians. And uh, there are those who will, you know, park themselves on either end that we are chosen and free will really, you know, you're chosen by God. Uh, He chose you, which the Bible does speak. You just quoted one that Jesus said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should bear fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. And we know that Ephesians tells us that he chose us before the foundation of the world. To me, that's an amazing verse, that he set his love on us before the world was even made. And the Bible does talk about God's sovereign choice, but also the other end, Ian, of the spectrum is is that we also have choice. There is free will that is spoken of in the Scriptures. You might remember that I've mentioned just recently when Jesus wept over Jerusalem— Remember, he wept over Jerusalem, and he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you to myself as a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are not willing to come. And and so right there, we see that the Bible speaks about how he longed for them to come, uh, but you are not willing to come. That is speaking of choice or free will. We know that the Bible talks, Paul says to Timothy, that is God's desire that all men should come to repentance, to salvation. Same with Peter. It's God's desire that none should perish, but all come to salvation or repentance. So we see that both are spoken of. And when we talk about the sovereignty of God, you know, for me, I've, we, we can't figure it all out. Both are spoken of in the Scriptures. God in his foreknowledge knows who is going to be his. He chose us before the foundation of the world. But also we know that we have free will, and that is spoken of in the Scripture as well. And I think it was A.W. Tozer that said if God was, you know, small enough to figure out, he wouldn't be big enough to worship. You know, we have finite minds, and he's an infinite God, so both are at work in the Scriptures that we see. 
and uh, we don't dismiss e- either of them. Um, so, um, you know, I, I used to worry about Ian, uh, not so much worry. I used to marvel about, um, you know, why would God choose me? I don't worry about it anymore. I just rejoice in it. <laughs> and I'm thankful that he did set his love on me and he chose me. And, um, but also that, um, I know that I had a free will to come. He doesn't force me to come to him. He doesn't force any of us. And so it's the Holy Spirit working, drawing us, and I got to leave it there. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much, Pastor Jeff. Thanks for calling in. Have a good evening, okay? Hey, we're at the break. We got all open lines right now, so grab one of those open lines. And 303-690-3000, the call-in number, the text 720-336-0897. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you and blessed to be able to share with you and talk with you and encourage you in any way that I can. So give me a call. I believe we got all open lines right now. And that number is, as all of you know, is 303-690-3000. That will get you on the air with me. Uh, and we can talk about the things of the Lord. I can answer your questions and pray with you. So grab one of those open lines. Maybe you've been wanting to call for a while. This is a good opportunity for you to do that. The text line is 720-336-0897 for you to text in a question or a prayer request. So 303-690-3000. Let's uh, have those phones uh, ringing. As soon as they do, we will go to them. Um, but I, I do want to take a moment uh, to remind you that on Sunday mornings, we are in the book of Daniel. And actually, we are in here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and uh, we are studying uh, Daniel's prophecies for a while. Daniel chapter 9, the 70 weeks of Daniel is one of the most amazing prophecies that we have in the entire Bible it really sets the time frame for end-time prophecy in the tribulation period. So we invite you to come. If you're in northern Colorado, come to a, one of those services, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, three morning services. Uh, and you can check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. Catch up on uh, the teaching library that is there. Download our app or mobile app on your mobile devices. It's explained how you can do that. And uh, we just invite you to that studies. And it's an incredible study in the book of Daniel. And we will be looking at Daniel's prayer. And I was talking about how Daniel, that he was seeking the Lord because he was reading the scriptures. And again, my heart is to encourage, you know, Christians to be in that devotion time, be seeking the Lord in that time. And and Daniel has such a rich, um, you know, relationship and walk with the Lord because he was a man of prayer. Um, he was a man of the word, and he's reading Jeremiah's prophecies. And Daniel could have very easily have said, I don't need to read Jeremiah's prophecies. I've received visions from the Lord, and I, I know what you know is going to happen in the future. I'm receiving visions that are more incredible than Jeremiah, but he didn't. He knew Jeremiah was the prophet. Jeremiah was prophesying until 586 B.C. when Daniel was in Babylon, 
And, um, and uh, he, out of that, as he realizes the 70 years of captivity are about over, he sets himself to pray. And it's so important, that prayer that we're going to be looking at this Sunday. So 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, Calvary Chapel Greeley. You can listen to it live, um, live stream as well. And uh, we invite you to come join us for that study. We've got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is um, 720-336-0897. In the text line, somebody is requesting prayer for my sister Becky. Um, and um, she uh, is just having some mental issues. And... Um, and so feeling sad and going through just a storm. So, Lord, we just pray for Becky. We know everything that is going on because we know the enemy attacks the mind. We know that the enemy, that he um, is the accuser, the brethren who accuses us day and night. So we just pray for your hand and comfort to be upon Becky, that you would just not only comfort her heart, but, uh, Lord, just bring her to that place of sound mind and of peace. And, Lord, I just pray that you would just bless in every way. And, Lord, just uh, bring that healing to her and be with her family. Help her family to minister to her in any way that um, she can. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 303-690-3000, call in number, text line again, 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs at Calvary Chapel Greeley. Let's go to Richard and Thornton. Richard? Richard, are you there? Okay, no Richard and Thornton. If you get a chance, give me a call. Anybody give me a call. we got all open lines right now. So I'd love to talk to you. love to encourage you any way that I can and answer your questions. Um, one of the questions that came in is, what does it mean when Jesus says, go and sin no more? Because we sin so often. And he would say that to... Uh, certain individuals. He would say that to the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. Uh, And it's such an incredible story because they throw her down and uh, the law says she's to be stoned. What saith thou, teacher? And Jesus wrote on the ground. We don't know what he wrote, uh, but whatever he wrote hit those religious leaders, those Pharisees, like a bolt of lightning. And they, as Jesus said, that he who is without sin cast the first stone. And as they dropped their rocks and they began to leave, we know that John recording this story, uh, that he would say to the woman, who condemns you? And she said, no one. Um, And then uh, he would say to her, neither do I, go and sin no more. And he would say that to others, you know, um, as they found themselves in sin. We do sin. We know that John in his epistle would say that um, if we say we do not sin, then we lie. If we do sin, we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But Jesus was telling her, you know, don't be sinning. Don't be living that lifestyle anymore. You need to go. And, um, and you need to go. And that's the message for you and for me. As believers, we are washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are forgiven, and we still sin. We have forgiveness of sin, but we are to live in a way that is pleasing to God in pursuing holiness and righteousness. 
And, you know, should we continue in sin that grace abounds? No, certainly not. We're dead to those things, and we live in that newness of life. And I think that's a good answer. There's a newness of life that we live in, and that's what he was telling that woman. That's what he tells all of us, um, to to move forward in the grace and love of Jesus Christ, living for him. And uh, and I'm very grateful that um, that we have the forgiveness of the Lord, and it's a battle at times, but uh, we are there, um, you know, uh, you know, struggling along in our times and struggles, and the flesh wears its ugly head, and all of this, and we have forgiveness. But go and sin no more. He doesn't want us to be living in sin, and that's what he was telling her. I don't want you to be living in sin. Hey, three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Caden in Castle Pines, Colorado. How are yeah, you, Caden? I, I have a question about the angel of the Lord. I was wondering if you think that's a Christophany, or whether you don't, because sometimes he's identified as God, but sometimes also not. So, what's your opinion on that? Well, it depends where the text is. I think that you know, like Joshua uh, in Joshua when he's there the angel of the Lord. There are times where the angel of the Lord, I believe, is a Christophany, um, and there may be other times where it's not a Christophany. Um, But oftentimes when we see it in the Scriptures, I I believe that it is speaking of a Christophany, the appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Uh, For example, in the book of Joshua, and I'm trying to turn there very quickly, I believe that's one place uh, where we see that. that Joshua, as he's standing there, and um, they had come in to the promised land, the commander of the Lord's army. And let's see if that title is there. And it came to pass, Joshua was in Jericho. There was a man that stood opposite, um, and he's the commander of the Lord's army. So he's not called the, the angel of the Lord. Do you have a reference that you're looking at specifically? Um, I know in Exodus three that the burning bush is also yeah. i'm pretty sure that's the angel of the lord and that's where he identifies with like oh i am who i am so that right. interests me a bit yeah and definitely that is you know joshua told to take his sandals off because he's on holy ground and as he came um that there is you know that's definitely god speaking to him and that's a very important text caden because uh, I'm going to have you, um, and you may have already looked at this, remember in John's Gospel that in John's Gospel there's the um, statements of I am statements that Jesus makes, and I believe it's in chapter 8 or chapter 10, I'd have to look it up very quickly, where the religious leaders are challenging Jesus. And they, you know, as Jesus is talking about his authority, where he came from the Father— and they're rejecting him. And then all of a sudden, um, Jesus said that it was Abraham that, you know, rejoiced to see my day. And remember that they responded by saying that, Abraham, you're not but 50 years old. You know, what do you mean that Abraham um, rejoiced to see your day? And we know that it was Jesus that then said to them, this is in chapter 8, uh, that Abraham, your father, rejoiced to see my day and saw it and was glad. And they said, You're not but 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, 
before Abraham was, I am. And they picked up rocks to throw at him, to stone him, and he would leave the temple and he would pass through the midst of them. Now, Caden, do you know why they wanted to stone him when he said, I am? Before yeah. Abraham was, I am? Yeah, because he was referencing himself as God. Yeah. He was representing, saying, I'm the one at the burning bush. Yep. You know, I am that I am. That was the name of God that would be translated Jehovah. And I am that I am. And then Jesus comes along and he fills in kind of the, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. Um, I am uh, the door. I am the vine. Uh, so he comes along and he gives those statements of deity and the religious leaders knew exactly what he was talking about. That's one of the reasons why they wanted to kill him. They wanted to stone him. And Jesus asked at one time, why do you want to, you know, what works do you stone me for? And they said, not for any works, but you being a man, make yourself out to be God. So that's one thing that clearly um, that they recognize in those statements of deity. So, you know, the angel of the Lord, I believe we see the Christophany. Jesus very clearly to me is saying, I'm the one at the burning bush, <laughs> you know, um, and he would speak of that in, in that term. So hopefully that, you know, kind of um, I believe that the angel of the Lord, um, and you can go through it with the references, uh, is the Christophany of Jesus Christ. Well, thank you so much. You bet, Caden. Good question. And there's other times like, you know, like in Daniel chapter 10, there's like the glorious man. It's like a description of Jesus. It's very similar to Revelation chapter 1. I was looking at this today. You just kind of brought this up, uh, uh, jogged my memory on this. And so there's a debate. Is it Jesus or is it an angel? And so sometimes there is that debate whether it was Jesus or not, the glorious man. I personally think it, 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 it was Jesus. There's a change of personage as the angel then begins to speak. So, you know, there's different thoughts on that. But I think that definitely... Uh, the angel of the Lord in places of the Old Testament is seen as a Christophany. So thanks, Caden. Thank you. Thanks for calling. God bless you. 303-690-3000, the calling number to text line 720-336-0897. Good questions, you know, as we look at this and as we, you know, see that Jesus is the one that said, I am, before Abraham was, I am, I am the one you know, that was there, and they knew that, and they picked up rocks to stone him uh, because he claimed to be God very clearly. Let's go to Kathy in Memphis. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Thanks for calling. You're on Calvary Live. Awesome. So I have a question. Um, So I live in Memphis, and a lot of um, big cities in general have a lot of what Jesus would consider, um, like, the least of these, so, like, orphans, widows, um, homeless people, and God, like, tells us, like, to help those people, Um, but how, what is a practical way to help these people um, that, like, I come in contact with, like, on a pretty regular basis, when safety is also something that like I'm concerned right. about because I, I want to be able to help them practically and do what Jesus commanded. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. 
you're asking a very good question. As a matter of fact, last year, uh, last September, was I actually passed through Memphis. You got a very beautiful city, and um, and drove through it for the first time ever, uh, driving through that part of the country on my way to Florida to take my daughter to do um, postgraduate work there in Orlando. Um, but you know, it is a good question. I think you know you're you're being wise because. You know, we do want to help others, and whether it's homeless or whether it's, you know, others that are down and out. And I think that, um, you know, as you consider, I, I want to be able to help the pray how that's going to look and how the doors are open for you to do that and not to do it alone. I think the thing to remember is that the church, the body of Christ, um, for example, um, that if we do where we've done, where we have fed the wintertime, the homeless, we have a group of people that go and, um, or the youth go and they're together and, um, or perhaps we're helping with, uh, other areas of ministry. So it's good to be with the group. It's good to, you know, have those parameters if, you know, to talk about what if somebody, you know, begins to become erratic or, whatever the case may be, and to just, you know, have the freedom to be able to minister to people. You want to be open to, um, you know, being directed by the Lord and go the extra mile and all those things that Jesus talked about. But also, I think that you have to be wise and discerning as well. So, you know, just having those people in place that are going to help and guide and direct and be a covering for you, Uh, as you go out and as you minister to others. And I, you know, and also to remember that the Lord is our protector, right? And and he's going to be with you. But um, we live in a day and age where security, um, even in the church, is very important. And we have to have it. Um, And there are those parameters to think through. And, um, and, you know, to be with others that will help you with that. And um, where you can kind of have each other's back, and um, and that's what we do. You know, he, even here, uh, Kathy, at church at Calvary Chapel, um, if the gals are here on staff and none of the guys are around, we have them lock the door, and we want people to come yeah. to church. We want to be able to help them, but we also know that there are certain parameters that we have to take, and it's just the day and age in which we're living in, and when you're dealing with those who maybe perhaps are homeless or maybe they, they're struggling with drugs or whatever the case may be, you want to make sure that you have those parameters there and it's okay to have that. Okay. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't be like a lack of faith rather like exercising no. wisdom. Yeah, there is wisdom and discernment. And um, I think it's, it's foolish just to say, well, you know, I'm just going to go down in this area where it can be dangerous where it can be, um, you know, um, especially going down alone. Would you, let me ask yeah. you this. Would you go down a dark alley by yourself? No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Because is that a lack of faith or is it wisdom? It's wisdom. It's wisdom. So you use wisdom. And, you know, I've had to use it as a pastor. I remember um, some, you know, years ago when we first started the church and, Everybody had landlines then, or um, and we kind of had the, our number because we were so small as a church um, that people would call. And I remember one guy called, and he said, "Hey, um, 
uh, I'm here, I'm in town, I, I want to talk to you, I want to meet with you. And I say, well, what do you want to meet about? Well, I'm not going to tell you until you meet with me. And he wanted to meet, you know, downtown, you know, in a place late at night. And it's like, no, I'm not going to meet with you unless you tell me what it is. I didn't know what he was up to. But, you know, I think there was wisdom in that. I remember that distinctly. Um, and sometimes we think we got to rush and help somebody and and we end up not using wisdom and discernment. And it's like, listen, you you got to tell me, you know, why you want to meet. And there's parameters that I need to have uh, before I do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And um, and I sense from you that you want to help people. You want to be open to them and um, you want to help, but use wisdom and discernment and keep yourself safe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. You bet, Kathy. Memphis is a very beautiful city and um, enjoyed uh, traveling through your cities. So maybe sometime I'll be able to spend some time there. In Memphis, 303-690-3000 is the calling number, so give me a call. Love to talk to you. Let's go to Alan in Fort Carson. Alan. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you doing? Well, this is Pastor Jeff and oh, from Calvary I'm Chapel, sorry. Greeley. But I, I, I will. Are you, are you calling from Fort Carson? I am, yes. I grew up down there in Whitefield. And um, graduated at Whitefield and used to work at Fort Carson. My first job was at Fort Carson and uh, doing some cleaning and different buildings and stuff. That was that was 100 years ago when I was a teenager. And um, and my, my mom worked at Fort Carson in the, in uh, overseeing the dining halls and all that and uh, the workers that took place. So um, it, it was like a second home to us um, many years ago. So I appreciate you calling. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, I'm sure you made a lot of amazing memories here. I'm sure yeah. of it. Um, yeah. The, so the, the reason why I'm, why I'm calling is because, you know, um, I mean, I guess you, you already know because you've worked in, uh, in Carson before, like a long time ago. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the army and in the, in the army, they, they everything is just, everything is just fast. Everything is fast. Everything needs you to do things quickly uh, and efficiently at the same time, you know. Uh, I work in an HR job, and they recently gave me a job to process all of the awards that go through our battalion. Um, they gave me the job because one of our people left to uh, deploy um, somewhere. So they gave me the job. And it's very stressful. It's a very stressful job. There's a lot to it i don't know how i'm able to keep track of everything that's happening but there's so much to keep track of so much paperwork so many things i need to get done every single day everyone's coming to me asking for info and i just don't know what to do i am freaking out about this job i have no idea how to handle it how to um i don't know how to handle the stress and i don't know what to pray for um yeah. But I'm very concerned uh, about it, and I'm, I'm just very stressed out lately. Yeah, well, I'm going to pray for you, and, and first of all, thank you for your service, and I really mean that. And, you know, being in the military position that you're in, you know, it can be very stressful. And, you know, it it's, you know, I've talked with guys. I've been a chaplain up here for the sheriff's office. 
for 20 years and just law enforcement and all the paperwork and the stress and, you know, all the things that they go through and it can begin to really wear on you. And I think for, for Alan, for you is to come to that place of, in you know, just Lord, I, I've got to give this to you each and every day. I've got to give it to you. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I know that I've been in situations where, you know, what do I say? What do I do? There's so much here stressed out. And then, you know, we can bring it home to our families and, you know, to take a deep breath and to really, first of all, spend that time with the Lord saying, Lord, I need to give this to you. And I need that peace that passes understanding. And so I'm going to come to you and give these things to you and for you to help me, to give me the wisdom that I need um, to be able to, we can do our best and then we got to commit the rest. And so to do that continually, always, and then to be able, I think, um, Alan, is important for you. I don't know if you got a church, if you got a group there that you can, you know, have a brother that you can pray with um, to, to encourage you. It's so important because you're not the only one that's stressed out right now. There's a lot of people. And right now you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm just concerned about my situation. And, but to have that support and have that, um, you know, person that you can talk to and encourage you and, um, and, you know, we're going to pray for you. And God does want to bring that comfort to you and that wisdom and give you a peace that passes understanding. I've used this verse, you know, a few times already in the last couple of days, but be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And Alan, I think that we trust in the Lord, but the hard part for me is resting in him and just resting in what he's doing and resting that everything's going to be okay. He's going to see me through and to do it day by day, moment by moment. And um, we're going to pray for you in that, um, that God just sees you through supernaturally and, and helps you. And, you know, to also to, you know, I don't know what it's like to be in the military if there's, you know, um, those that you can talk to and, and just to be able to help you with that, um, you know, to just to reach out in that way, you know, your superiors or whatever. But, um, you know, God wants to work and he wants to bring you into that place where uh, you can do your job and grow in it. And that's what we're going to pray. Well, I, uh, I mean, I appreciate that, but, um, I mean, yeah. I guess I just don't, um, I mean, yeah. I do have, uh, friends, um, to rely on, but unfortunately I just don't have too many people here in the, uh, um, yeah. where I work, you know, cause people in the army, they're, they're very, um, just, just focused on the things that they need to do. It's, um, they're not some, at least the job that I have, people are not really focused on, uh, on others. They're just focused yeah. on, on their own work, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, um, and that makes it hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Father, I pray for Alan as before we end the show, and, and right now he has a very stressful job. I don't know what he's all going through, but you do. You know, every hour that he goes through, the stress, um, he's concerned about it. So I pray that you would just calm him, that you give him a peace in his heart, Give him the strength and the wisdom that he needs to get through the day. Lord, I pray that, um, that, uh, Lord, that he would know that you are our help, a very present help, 
when we are troubled. And Lord, that means that you're our help right now. And the psalmist would cry out um, that psalm because, Lord, we do. We get overwhelmed. And as he gets overwhelmed, I just pray that he would sense your presence, that, Lord, that, um, that you would show yourself strong on his behalf, that, Lord, that you would work and that you would help him um, do what he's called to do as he serves our nation. And, um, and as he's in this job with a lot of information, a lot of voices, and not a lot of support right now. So I just pray for him. I just pray that you supernaturally work, put the right people into his life that he needs to be encouragement to him and build him up. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I appreciate it, Pastor Jeff. Thank you. Hey, hey, Alan, I'm going to be praying for you, okay? And you you call anytime you need prayer, okay? All right. I appreciate it. You bet. Hey, I think a lot of us, as we end here, we're getting ready to end the show. You know, we can go through those times, and it's hard. uh, But know that God is there, and he's the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our challenges and tribulations and difficulties. And Paul was writing that. It, to the Corinthian church in Second Corinthians, he says that we were pressed beyond measure, you know, just really feeling the pressures of life, uh, the difficulties of life, that the Lord is the one who's the God of all comfort. So thank you, everyone who's called. Uh, God bless you. Uh, may the Lord richly just encourage you and fill you with his love. Stay close to the Lord, and God bless you, Lord willing. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at the same time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.